Horror, horror, horror movie? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Let's make a movie? I wonder what we'll be like then. Brains in jars, I'm gonna guess. We're a long way for God knows, son. Slowly Coming out of his mouth. Crawling out yeah, of his mouth, distraction his skin. Right. So he doesn't save them, the bridge goes down, people die, and he's like, oh well, job done. Clarence. Can yeah. we try to take two again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is maybe don't trust sentient hats to make life-changing decisions, but... <laughs> Thanks for your correspondence, Jacobs. <laughs> Welcome to episode 11 of Let's Make a Horror Movie podcast. Hello, everyone. I'm Dave. And I'm John. And this is the podcast where every episode one of us pitches the other one a horror movie idea that we've come up with and the other one responds, feeds off it, adds to it, shouts at it, builds upon it like some analogy that involves construction in a communal fashion. Yeah, like a teacher marking a struggling kid's homework. (laughs) All right. Yeah. <laughs> Does okay, that yeah, yeah, Making yeah. notes, sure, yeah, changing yeah. the spellings, correcting some of the dates. Yeah, that's true. Giving yeah, them some true. help. You could argue, you could argue that's Building a collective. A like, what we're saying yeah. there is when a teacher corrects a child's piece of work, yes. it, it becomes a collective effort. Yes, a kid who needs a bit, a bit of a confidence boost, some of it's not coming as easy, you know. Yeah, no, uh, fair enough, mate. All fair over enough. woodwork, struggling on history. <laughs> <laughs> if you will. So uh, this podcast is in three acts. The first act, we get feedback and improvements, I'm sure, yeah. on last episode's pitch. Yeah, general admin of the podcast. Um, act two is the sort of cultural highlight yeah. section where John and I wax lyrical about shit that we've done, yeah. seen, listened and to and in generally imbibed over the previous All format. of culture will be covered. All of, cul- all of culture that matters. Yeah, not a stone will be left unturned unless it's a shitty stone. <laughs> or wet. Yeah, I don't like, I don't like wet. wet. Yeah, yeah. Or, or if it's got something on it. Yeah. Yeah, not <laughs> yeah. just shit, like maybe yeah. maybe wet moss. In like cultural wood lice. We don't want any of that yeah. business. Or like bird shit. Yeah, you want, you want basically this kind of stone you'd buy from home base. I mean, I might kick a bir- uh, stone a over bird. a bad bird shit. <laughs> <laughs> just kick a bird. Kicking birds. He means the animal. That's, uh, that's my new hobby. Um, uh, yeah, so that, that's the podcast. Being October, we decided because we have two podcasts in October, we yep. would do two Halloween specials. Spooky, spooky. <laughs> last week, uh, last episode, we got a crazy spooky appearance from all from all the worst Beatles. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, they raise their ugly heads. <laughs> uh, so who knows what happened this episode? Yeah. But um, <laughs> come in for your BGs. <laughs> Fair warning, um, I'm actually quite under the weather, so... In both cases, because it's wet. It's shitty weather, yeah. and I am, uh, yeah, I'm in a shitty state of health, so uh, if um, if it's not as glitteringly phenomenal as it normally <laughs> is, then uh, that's that's why. Well, I am in a peak of physical condition, so I'm alright, mate. I'll, I'll, I'll take the load. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so that's one of your favourite sayings. <laughs> I'll take the load. Johnny taking the load. <laughs> Yeah, so um, you can find out the times that the acts start in the description. Yes, you so, do. You do timestamp them. It's very kind of you. Yeah, it's not a it's not stamping per Why? se. I just I call, don't know what that I term call means. out the times. Yeah. Well, I want to give people the option where you know should they not have the capacity to enjoy yes. our yeah. If they are put back off and by, by charm, <laughs> then they might want to skip this bit. If they've got some kind of like allergy to wit, if you if you're skip. put off by people who call out their own charm and wit, <laughs> then skip to Act Three. <laughs> I'm just calling a spade a spade, mate. <laughs> 
yeah. Well, so look, do we do we further ado? I mean, that's the I intro. think there's no more dudes to fiver. <laughs> They're happy where they are. Welcome to Act One yeah. of Episode Eleven, uh, Halloween Special Episode Two, Ooh, Spooky yeah. Bookie. Got that on a record. <laughs> so as ever. Um, friend of the show, J-Dubs. Hello, J-Dubs. General North of the Wall correspondent yeah. <laughs> has written in to give us his thoughts and possibly more to. on episode 10, Jim which was uses. my... Yeah, episode 10, you'll recall, was uh, my pitch. I'm trying to remember what I called it. The Last Bear, mate. The Last Fucking Bear. I, I loved it. Yeah, I was really quite chuffed with that. It actually. was brilliant. Um, I, I really did enjoy it. So J-Dubs, he says, Dear Boys on Bond... <laughs> oh, he's fucking sent it to the wrong place, isn't it? <laughs> Mate, that's, uh, that's our sister podcast. We, we record that on a Monday. <laughs> Bonds Day. Uh, love this week's pitch, which is very kind of you to say, J-Dubs. I didn't think you would be able to find a different way to queue up a wallet. Uh, but you smashed it. Spikes, eh? Classic mm-hmm. Bond, he writes. <laughs> Similarly, after upwards of 25 films and your 913 podcast episodes to date, I was amazed that you found another classic one-line innuendo for Coitus. <laughs> uh, did we? What was our one-line innuendo for Coitus? I can't remember. We uh, have a lot of them. Yeah, we do. We do. The aforementioned uh, wit. Innuendos, euphemisms we're a yeah. big fan of. Similes. Similes, subtext we yeah, all about the subtext. That, um, Basically text at this point. Dre Dubs goes on to say, nothing much I can add to the pitch really, other than to suggest that... <laughs> other than to suggest that when Bond breaks the hardened glass window and dives unharmed from the implausibly high luxury penthouse into yeah. the Thames, he should check his Omega watch during the fall. Yeah, Otherwise, yeah. he will only have name-checked this excellent maker of timepieces yeah, 16 yeah, times, fair. and we would likely have to hand back a few hundred K in product placement fees. J-Dubs, love, love your feedback yeah, on the boys on Bond on, We've heard that on all of our Bond pitches. <laughs> we are too subtle with it. I mean, it, you know, I like to think that boys on Bond really yeah. kick-started podcasting. I think so. It was um, the end of one of the first, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. It was us, Vic, Vicky Gervais. <laughs> um, the radio. <laughs> yeah. Us, Ricky Gervais and the radio. That yeah. was the first three. And he was also, didn't the guy who rented radio, auto, was he also Scottish? Uh, whoa, yeah, possibly. A lot yeah. of them are. All the yeah, best yeah. ones. A lot, yeah. All the best ones are Scottish as a rule. There's a general, <laughs> there's a Thumbian rule, Thumbian rule number three. Yeah, yeah. Dubs continues to say, RE, the spin off show, which I, I think maybe, I don't know if that's this one, we'll find out. Probably, yeah. Probably. I was inspired by the potentially subconscious or entirely unwitting influences on the story when considering a title. Jack Bauer and the Children of the Forest of Dunbrock, <laughs> <laughs> or B movie style. 24 Game of Thrones Brave. <laughs> um, I mean, I, to be honest, I was actually expecting a bit more of a backlash against my uh, 24 um, outburst. Yeah. Sometimes I'm a little bit flippant with yeah. stuff's good. Stuff I use a shorthand sometimes, and that shorthand gets expressed as yeah. shit. Sometimes you're about 10 years out of date as well, mate. <laughs> you fucking brought it up. You brought up 24 in Look, reference to my fucking I know pitch. what kind of references will land. With you. <laughs> it's very much 2005. Uh, so anyway, carrying on. Uh, 24 Game of Thrones, Brave. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know if that's a bit of on the nose for the title of Dre Dubs. Anyway, not sure if Brave has entered your universe, but it's a Disney movie featuring Will of the Wisps, Bears yeah, and Scottish accents. I, I think I name-checked it in the cast. I think you might have. I feel like Dre Dubs may have his tongue a little bit in his cheek. 
<laughs> Story-wise, I'd quite like to see some birds-type involvement of the animals. He puts birds in quotes, so presumably yeah. he means like Hitchcock. Uh, it allows you to build further tension. What do you mean, women? <laughs> get some birds in there, uh, mate. Get, get some birds in, innit? Yeah. Oh, it's a bit too many, uh, bit too many yeah. dicks, innit? You want sausage pie? Get some skirt in. <laughs> there, was, there was plenty of skirt uh, in, in, that, uh, in that pitch. Day's pitch promise. Where were we? Yeah, so he says it allows you to build further tension and an unsettling atmosphere, which I think, yeah, is actually that's quite a, cool. That's a solid point. I mean, why not? You know, they're no more or less involved than the fucking badgers, yeah. you know, so why not? I think that's cool. Perhaps nature is paying tribute to the bear, the top of the food chain, and the pinnacle of the beasts. You could yeah. also potentially flesh out the housing development angle with a bit more friction. Bill and Shirley block the development as they keep the search going for their child, that's unwilling cool. to move on. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's quite cool. a bit of tension between um, Pertwee's character and Robin, who I picture as Pertwee's character. <laughs> Wait, and, and who are you having Bill, is it? Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, the villagers at large are frustrated by this. Maybe the development is linked to a new school or something. It actually quite often is linked to infrastructure. Uh, and even start to suspect them of foul play with the loss of the child. And they are yeah. outcasts. I don't know if they could be outcasts. They could be. It would change the story a little because I had part of the conceit of the kids making a, a special effort to yes. go and see them yeah. was because of their yeah, neighbourliness. You could, you could point to such tensions because it's like a good like 10 years after the fact. You could point to maybe that was part of a narrative and then they were completely cleared and a town feels a kind of a sort of like a guilt over how maybe they reacted to yeah. it. Yeah. You could you could you could you could definitely weave it in there. So anyway, more extreme, an evil pact between Nick and the bear. Fucking hell. Ooh. Maybe he facilitated tributes, including the first lost kid, which would be Bill and Shirley. <sighs> yeah. In order to complete his development. Possibly takes things too far away from the intent of the story, but adds some justice to Nick's eventual demise. Oh, I know I had Pertwee as Nick to stretch the actor. Ah, uh, to stretch him. Well. <laughs> as if he needs it. Whoops. <laughs> no, I mean, Bit of a backhander, that one, isn't it? <laughs> as John mentioned, casting is critical. Thankfully, I am Laman Pod's official casting director. Oh, of course. If you say so. <laughs> yeah. uh, Peter Serafinowitz plays Nick. Quite like that. Ah, it's very... I mean, yeah, it's, 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 it's an easy one to see. Yeah, I like it. Also, I know, I happen to know that Peter Serafinowicz does an absolute cracking impression of the Beatles. Um, so, which would keep us laughing on set. Which would keep us giggling away yeah. on set in the downtime. Olivia Coleman for Shirley. I think I might have I, said I, I, I feel like you Coleman's... Yeah, yeah I think Coleman Oh, I think I chopped it. Oh, I feel set. like we cast the whole film yeah. with the best British. Yeah, I think we did. But yeah, um, so yeah, great mind. Thandy Newton as Claire. So Ooh. basically, that's Peter Serafinowitz and Thandy Newton as the Claire and Nick. And then he's saying Sean Pertwee and Martin Freeman as Bill. Fucking hell! <laughs> <laughs> Martin Freeman, no. I mean, look, I saw... That's a straight no. It's yeah. a straight up no. I mean, I saw... Much as I want to see him walk into a fire and, you know, it well, on film. I think I'll go for Freeman, as this is the as this is likely the most antagonist and annoying casting choice for my dearly beloved hosts. <laughs> Glad that you added a drumbeat to the wisps and killings in the postscript, otherwise you have a constant child hoover on the edge of town. <laughs> Ideas for the Act 2 reveal. I like the idea of the injured kid's appearance to Shirley as the end of Act 2. I think it'd be good to add in some tension between the posse and the couple yeah. over the discovery of the kid. Even increased by a bit of gin and some misspoken words. Yeah, Shirley cool. stumbles that the kid got away as she's a few steps down the road of the kid's situation being unnatural and suspicious. 
and corrects herself to we found him her. The posse could easily misinterpret these words. Conflict ensues, quickly cut through by the flame bear and the inversion of Nick's organs. <laughs> uh, I like the real-time aspects, other good real-time film pictures. Oh, <laughs> I like this. <laughs> real-time film pictures, Mariadic Brandybuck and the Ent Moot. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Kasparov and the chess tournament. <laughs> Brexit, the whole truth. Three years plus of debate and analysis. Runtime TBC. 2019-2020 Premier League. 34,200 minutes of pure football. No replays, added time or exposition. Peace and love. J-Dub's <laughs> casting director. Well, well done. Nice, good, yes, comprehensive feedback, feedback yeah. as always, J-Dub's. Yeah, it was all there. We had, some, we had some giggles, had some truth. <laughs> it went up, it went down, it went around. Yeah. We all learned a little. All better people for it. I've got some feedback from Michael. Again, he's, he had a, had a possible title for Hands of Anubis. He's slightly out of date with the podcast. Nice. Uh, and he was saying you could call it Anubis and Me as a rip on Marley and Me. Because <laughs> um, it's a story about a man and his dog. Um, and I thought that was, that was quite a nice little touch. I think yeah, that, I think that's... I Anubis think that's, and Me is a, is a good working title for it. I think so. And um, probably better than Marley and Me. So Alex says it's her first disagreement with J-Dubs. Ooh. I know, which is quite exciting. Okay, now we're getting some, we're getting quite some exciting. tension out in the she fandom. Says, she says, the thing I liked about the Anubis story, and for those of you who haven't heard us before, that's episode nine, I think, yep. is that it basically doesn't leave the house. And so if you undermine the religious element, she thinks that's a, that's a shame. Because I, I think I, some I, of J-Dub's feedback was... I think his feedback was solid, but it was very much a different kind of... It would change what, what I was trying to do. Broken certain elements of it. For my own um, uh, hubris, yeah. I'm going to read the following. The shading of the three worst Beatles gives me life. <laughs> Ringo for being a twat, John for being an asshole, and Paul for not knowing when to quit. Yeah. George, I think we should leave alone. He helped Life of Brian happen. Well, we did leave him alone. We for did. This very yeah, handmade films. Is, we're all about that. Not just Life of Brian, but with yeah. Neil and I, I yeah. believe. And um, Also, I'm, some good damn music. She says, I think John likes the psychology of horror and I think Dave likes the yeah. stories that the psychology has created. Yeah, I think that's probably fair. John goes for grief, loss and fear. Dave goes for manifestations and folklore. Yeah, I think that's probably a fair solution um, of our different stances. I mean, uh, for me, horror has always been a sort of path of not just working out anxiety, but making the things that scare you entertaining. And that's one of the things I love about horror is that it, it doesn't really kind of give you new fears. It just drags the fears you have in front of you and makes them dance for you, makes them fun um, and enjoyable and in some ways quite safe. It's a kind of like a roller coaster, but for anxiety. It's um, a safe yeah. recreation of something real. And I quite like that. I've, I've, I've always been a big horror fan for that very reason. For a movie title, she suggests The Third Piper of Hamelin, <laughs> which I thought was quite fun. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I think that rambling session probably brings Act 2 to a close, yeah, I think. Yeah, I know, Act 1 to Act a close. 1. Ooh. Just give it a head, John, I'm, I'm delirious. Oh, got 11 episodes in, making that kind of faux pas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm still learning. Yeah. I, I'm still in newborn phase. Of course. I'm still partially blind, crawling yeah. and pink skinned, crawling around with no hair, <laughs> mewling. Yeah. Um, Are you flirting with me? <laughs> God, taking you this long to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> the listeners have been going crazy yeah. about it. So it's all the mail. I just don't read those ones out. A lot of get, we get yeah. a lot of slash fiction. Yeah, so just tell him how you feel. About us. Uh, 
Welcome to Act 2. Hello. This is the section that you know uh, because you're long, long-time listeners. And you know that in this section we cover off all cultural shenanigans yeah, in the last two weeks that mean yeah. anything to anybody. Yeah. You know? On that note, I see ITV have are launching, if not already launched, some sort of weird horror game show. Really? Yeah. I feel like it was said it was something like Love Island meets like Friday the 13th. I think I might have heard like a slasher Love um, Island thing. Yeah, so it's like a summer camp thing. Yeah. And I think it's basically just another opportunity like can we get people fucking oh, or God. shitting on screen? Like because ultimately <laughs> that's I think ITV's mission statement yeah. where you go into ITV offices, yeah. go through yeah. the doors, the first thing you see over the yeah. de- over the front desk is uh we just want people to fuck her yeah. shit on screen. How do we get that's on all. sticky? And it's up to you which way you choose, <laughs> but that's the end game. I mean, they're not the only culprits. Oh, Channel 4 have made a real oh, ham-fisted effort yeah. at that over the they years. people getting gooey Yeah, again. and now they just have a slow, naked person reveal show instead. I have heard of that. Oh, it's grim. Oh, it's grim nice. shit. My cup of tea. The thing is about that, I mean, look, I'll give it a go, maybe. Can, oh, I'll, if I'll I can bear one, yeah. to look at actual com- adverts for uh, I'd have to like unblock ITV because <laughs> I am yeah. I'm pretentious and arrogant <laughs> I also think as well that horror does require a certain amount of quality that's so far proved quite elusive to ITV <laughs> and I think I mean it's a fair play for, for trying but my hopes aren't high yeah um, so there you go yeah so that's <laughs> I mean um, on my cultural side I saw Cradle of Filth in London last weekend uh, again, official um, band of half of this podcast. And they were amazing. They played the album Courting the Beast in Full and it was phenomenal and very horror-tinged. It was relevant because uh, well, the album's about um, a kind of, about Elizabeth Bathory, who's like a serial killer, possibly, from the uh, few hundred years ago, woman who used to bathe in virgin's blood, that kind of thing. But it's probably all made up because it was like right. a political thing and whatnot. Yeah. But uh, during the Sony Bean, Sony Bean stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's basically woman's owned some land. She's probably a perv. Uh, that sort of thing. Um, but during the songs, had a woman coming out, a book coming out of her mouth. It was all very cool and pantomiming and full on and brilliant. So um, bugs coming out of her mouth. No blood. Oh blood. Yeah, lots still of good. fun. Because she's fun. meant to be like there's like a female vampire. Was the sort of thing of the time. But. Kind of an interesting um, role, that yeah. isn't it? Like, yeah. where where do you get that job? <laughs> yeah. Where do you see it advertised? You know, is she was that good in it, yeah. is that in? Um, I forget what the acting trade mag is called. Oh gosh, tip my tongue. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So what, what? I mean, what would that be? Stage actor f- wanted for. Cradle of Filth. So, well, they wouldn't even yeah. say that, would they? Sort of just pissing about on stage. Is, what are, other than the blood? Did, did, did she do much? What other than nah, that? She just pranced around looking all like a fairy. Like a bit dance. Just, yeah, she didn't well, really dance. She just. Oh. I, I would say prance is probably the right terminology for it. She was very good. Um, got a bit of stamina if you're prancing yeah. for what's presumably oh, at least God, an hour and a half. I mean, she pranced well. I mean, I, I couldn't have done it. No. Um, my, my prancing days are long behind me. Well, she point. must have attended a prance school. Yeah, oh, you've point. got to imagine. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot around it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Known for it. A lot of uh, a lot of the best prancers in the world. Well, I used to time. have my own prance school. You have got have your prances built. The prancing pony, yeah. um, was what well, what it was called. Um, <laughs> that was your nickname, wasn't it, for a while? Yeah, for a long time. Yeah, yeah, a long time. Because um, you love carrots, you love the prance. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, no, that's good, man. And that was what was that Brixton Academy? No, that was at the London. Um, Palladium. Oh, the it was Palladium. very fancy. Yeah, lovely carpet, gold line. Yeah, that's a proper theatre. The Palladium. Proper theatre. Yeah, yeah. yeah, right in the middle of London. It's lovely. Very theatrical. Very yeah. theatrical.
Also enjoying um, the Creep Show TV series on Shudder. Mm. A little full of like horror short stories. Uh, anybody should watch it. It's brilliant. It's got a cool rhythm right now. That first story is quite a kind of basic horror story. E werewolves, bit of ghosts, that kind of stuff. And then your second story is fucking batshit. Okay. It's got like this last one I watched last night, a genie in it. Mm. Basically, in a there's a guy in a suitcase and he's like cramped into it. And every time he's in pain, he spits out a gold coin. Nice. And it's fucking brilliant. So, yeah. Everybody should be watching... Everybody should have Shudder by now, anyway. Cause of course. Yep, yep. And everybody should be watching Creepshow. It's got my endorsement. You're well, I, um, I haven't watched any... And, I, you know, I didn't feel... I haven't been well. I also haven't been in the country. Yeah. Uh, took a... Uh, Jet set. I took a trip to North Africa. Um, yeah. Purely for the Man Pod research, yeah. you understand. Yeah, of course. And also look after your business interests out there. Yes. Well, well yeah. quite. <laughs> Make sure they're all working out. <laughs> Um, so I haven't uh, the only thing I've watched really is I've been watching the Dark Crystal show on Netflix oh it's very good it's fucking great everything about it is great no complaints nothing to even add I mean I know I'm (laughs) late to the party on this one because it's been out a while But you know, I have I'm a busy person and um, uh, but it's it's really fucking good Toby Jones is in it is he yeah. Big fan of Toby Jones. Yeah. Big fan. I think he's Lovely actually fan. doing a play in London at the moment. Is he? Yeah. Or about to, because uh, mm. I'm getting hammered with the ads on Instagram. <laughs> it's nice, so it makes a refreshing change not to get Audible's ad, mm. which I'm still getting for Alien 3, the audiobook <laughs> of the novelization of the film. <laughs> to be fair, you've not listened to it yet. I haven't listened to it. Maybe that's But how I, you I fear that I will pay for it. Just to stop the ads, but the ads aren't smart enough to understand that yeah. I bought it and listened to it. I wouldn't listen. I just want to. Oh, at this point, I'd be happy to pay them twenty quid yeah. to just stop serving me that ad. It's it's possible though that in ten years' time, you can look back and go, God, once I listened to that audiobook, it all changed. <laughs> it really turned around. Yeah, yeah. I just saw life a different way. <laughs> I, I didn't mind people on trains. <laughs> I, I just there's a different yeah, situation just sort of suddenly realised my love for people instead yeah. of my sort of tolerance <laughs> I've quit smoking don't go mad now Rodri yeah. uh, so I, I so yeah did that um, I went to see Hannah Gansby last yes, night Gansby yeah, Gansby yeah. I tweeted about it and then fucking autocorrect changed the spelling to Gatsby like the great Gatsby yeah. Yeah. and then uh, and then fucked it up so uh, that was really good a lesson learned also, I thought, oh, wouldn't it be cool to have a look at if anyone else is going to the show tonight, you know, uh, maybe they're saying on Twitter, I can yeah. get involved in a bit of chat about it. I was quite excited about it. You yeah. Know? And um, and it's just a fucking toilet. <laughs> like, honestly, you put Hannah Gatsby's <laughs> name into Twitter and it's just a fucking toilet of misogyny and yeah. shit. It is honestly like, <laughs> it just makes you want to kill people. <laughs> Well, anyway, so, but she was fucking great. Her new show is Douglas. I'm sure it'll be out on whatever. Yeah, yeah I'm looking forward to seeing it. Oh, Man, that was, it, was really, it was really funny. Uh, made me laugh a lot. Other news, The Book of Dust is out. Um, yes, yeah, yeah. Philip Pullman's second one. I haven't actually started reading it yet because yeah. I'm still reading Mo- Molly Gloss's Unforeseen, which is still great. I'm almost finished that. Yeah. But Philip Pullman's probably next, which is frustrating because yeah. I do want to get back into my horror heresy. Yeah. But there we are. I've I've watched quite a few horror films. Um, too many to name, but one thing I will one I Death will one. mention, or oh. or one that you what was the one oh. you were going to mention? Oh, the, one one of the ones I had the most fun with was Little Monsters. This is a zombie movie about a load of kids going to a farm with a lovely sunny teacher who spends the whole movie trying to make sure the kids don't know what's happening. It's very funny. It's very right. warm. Very lovely. 
I also watched Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, which is fucking bonkers. Mm. This is not news to anybody, because mm. people reference it quite a lot. It's Halloween without Michael Myers, and it's got... Without of, Michael Myers? Yeah, it's got, it's got little bits of Stonehenge being put into masks. It's got kids' heads warping with snakes coming out of their mouths. It is, it's got robots. That sounds good. Yeah, it was written, the guy who wrote the script originally was a guy who wrote Quatermass. Um, which is a good movie the Quentin Mass experiment is great oh fucking amazing and he was quite annoyed with how horrory they made it and he took his name off it Um, but it went went Alan Moore he did he did I can't remember his name it's Neil is his surname isn't it or Keel oh god that's embarrassing I don't know mate do you want to introduce Act 3 alright hello it's Act 3 (laughs) <laughs> this is where we do the pitch. I don't know whether we'll trust you for future <laughs> act introductions. I'm Kurt to the point. Get it done. We've got so places to be, wasting, mate. You're not wasting any fucking time. No, God, no. In, um, in this economy. So cool. Yeah, we're in Act Three, and we've got John's Halloween themed yeah. pitch coming up. It's a spooky one. Oh, I like the sound of that. Um, it's okay. So there's a couple of caveats. Um, I knew we were trying to write a Halloween one. Uh, and this one came very piecemeal. So if it's not up to scratch, I apologise. But my, my, my wife says it's good. So fuck all of you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she, she only wanted Matt. That's all that matters. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, you know, uh, you uh, can uh, go hang. <laughs> anyway, without any further ado, <laughs> let's get spooky. <laughs> oh, let's get spooky! So I felt needed... Yeah, yeah, you brought a little bit of sauce. A bit of jazz. Needed a bit of jazz. It does. Okay, so... Uh, you ca- caveat, we're caveated up to the hill Cave- now. Yeah, it's yeah, fully caveated. Um, we're just going to jump in. Yeah, it's a, it's a free pager, so, you know, get Fuck comfy. me. <laughs> <laughs> the excitement is palpable in the room. All right. It is one week to Halloween, and a teenage girl frantically pulls food stuff from the kitchen cupboard. She's obviously terrified. The scene is underscored by a very faint but high-pitched noise, like almost like a whine. As the girl empties more and more cupboards, the sounds intensifies, like howling screams. The screaming becomes deafening as the teenager finally finds what she's looking for, a container of salt. She turns with a defiant smile, only to be confronted by a screaming woman whose face we cannot see. There's now a gale of screams, more than either woman could make together. The woman grabs the teenager's face by the jaw and the screen cuts to black. So you just kind of like, ah, it's deafening, howling, almost like winds of screams, grabs jaw, Done. Cold open. Cold open. Fucking done. Nice. Now. You're all into it now. I like that. Credits roll. Yeah. You get your names, your producers, your directors. That kind of jazz. You've got your balls out early. <laughs> I have got my balls definitely out. Um, it's <coughs> too early at this point. Our main character is a, is a 12-year-old boy called Ellis. He lives in a reasonable, reasonably religious um, sort of town with various different faiths being re- represented. However, all in agreement that Halloween is not an appropriate holiday to celebrate. Because this very little is made of the holiday. Some new families, when they move in, do put out pumpkins and a few mild decorations. Sometimes the little children of these families wear costumes, but not particularly scary ones. So just like your Spider-Mans and your whatnots. Right. But even those small signs of the holiday are found upon by the town at large. So they maybe give out like fruit and stuff, but it, they aren't like persecuted for it. But it's definitely like, yeah, we don't really do yeah, Halloween no one's really here. Getting into it. Yeah, exactly. And they feel a bit like, all right, this maybe is not what we should be doing here. And new families tend to drop them all together after about a year or two of the town's sort of quiet judgment. This local town is reading from the death of a young girl from Ellis's class, Abby, the girl in the prologue. Um, he's probably like maybe 13, 14. It's probably maybe maybe not his exact class, but it is school sort of thing. Because basically, and, and Ellis was originally older. <laughs> That's why that bit's not been corrected. Um, embarrassing. Who's <laughs> found with a jaw crushed and a heart eaten. 
The whole school is a buzz of speculation about what could have done this to her. There are rumours of an absent father. Cause I love of... how that fucking details got around the school. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How they were like, uh, yeah, the policeman who turned up like, yeah, well, yeah, so turns out a jaw was crushed, her heart's been in. It's, it's a classic jaw-heart combo. To, like, the parents. They're like, what? Well, the... <laughs> oh, my fucking God, what? And then neighbours are like, oh, my God. Yeah, it just goes around the school. Well, and... the, I mean, I mean, the caveat is for this, and it is mentioned later on, is that one is that one of the characters, their parent is one of the cops on the scene because it's a very small town, so right. they might have got pixels. Is it a good time? Oh, you got like um, you said cops. Yeah, now, I don't know. Are we America? Are we UK? We are America. Oh. Yeah, I mean, um, to be fair, this and Anubis are America. Uh, yeah, just, uh, um, just do we have time. Anubis? I, I I don't think we settled on the exact location. Have you got yeah. more specific in this or um, this one? No, just a general small mid- general anywhere Midwestern. in America, Midwest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. America, any, any town in because they're all the same. They all are same. literally all the same. So little difference. Yeah. New York, just LA. like in Britain, we all sound the same. <laughs> yeah, up and down, up and down the land. Um, one nation, I think. Um, oh yeah, I'm all about a that, former, mate. a former very New World Order. I'm all about end up so. I'm thinking sort of um, mid midwestern, slight slightly north, but nothing meant like maybe like South Dakota, maybe not oh, definitely right. midwestern. Yeah, yeah, that, 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 that kind of general. I, had that, I was thinking that that, when you vibe. said midwest slightly north, I thought you mean South Dakota. Yeah, I mean I think that's technically that's exactly like, touch north of the central. But you, you, get, <laughs> you get what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, I'm taking us off on a tangent. <laughs> yeah. um, okay. Rumours of an absent father maybe being a suspect or actually sleeping with an older man, maybe, who was kind of like... Basically, just like the whole rumour mill's fully going. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. not particularly pleasant. It's like the, the, the heinousness of the crime leads them to, to speculate maybe an outsider or maybe in some way her own fault um, or the fault of her family. This might be a little bit too detailed of mm-hmm. a question, but when you say the heart's been eaten... It's like the chest all cut open yes, and th- someone's removed the heart and yeah. we presume it's been eaten. I think maybe what you'd do for this is that you'd when you had the kids maybe talking about it, because the kids would be the main POV of it anyway, you'd maybe have like hard cuts to almost like crime scene photos almost in a quite upsetting way. So the kids haven't seen that, yeah. but they're talking about it in sort of amount of rumour and it's just kind of cut into quite horrific sort right. of images. Right. Okay. Um, all based as gossip, but the case has many unanswered questions. Most of the children in the school have been complaining of nightmares recently and faint buzzing signs themselves. The adults dismiss these stress as stress-related um, symptoms due to Abby's death. Um, Ellis's parents, uh, um, Alison and Patrick, are decent if a little distant and unsure how to console him through this because obviously a schoolmate has died. It's they're not quite sure how to handle how to sort of approach their kids. And that seems to be the tone of everything really. Is that the, the parents are struggling to sort of reach their kids who are becoming increasingly stressed it seems, or at least, but obviously for reasons that they don't fully understand. The teachers at school are just as ill-equipped to deal with this. Ellis's teacher, Miss Ashley, is one of the few teachers who tries their best to comfort the child. She is, she's relatively young, maybe like early to mid-twenties, who kindly tries to reach out to the kids. Increasingly large numbers of students are hanging out to console one another due to this. So new friendship groups are forming between children who have never previously spoken. So you've, you've sort of seen, the kids are seeing solace in, the, in each other. Right, really. yeah. They're banding together around exactly. the tragedy. Because they're also beginning to sort of get the similar sort of symptoms, like kind of a weird sort of almost tinnitus style sort of Whoa. like sort of Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> but then, but then, yeah. Presumably, they don't know what that is. No, they. But um, we know. Well, at this point, we're we're sort of 
in between both sides. So we're seeing the parents and the teachers go, well, look, it's a lot of stress. Yeah. It's a small town. They've not used this kind of stuff. And we're like, well, that could be true. But also we're, we're hearing it from the kids' point of view. But it is, doesn't seem quite right yeah. to get like a mass hysteria almost sure. attached to it. Um, Ellis particularly, um, a young, younger boy called Ben, who've bonded over their interests in things like Halloween, are equally frustrated by their town's lack of fun with the holiday, but are also dealing with it in quite similar ways. So they're kids of a certain kind. I think Ben's slightly younger, maybe. Or maybe maybe some days, I'm not quite sure on that. They're, they're forming a friendship out of this as well. Act one ends with the, with a school swimming team in the changing room. There are 15 or so children. They have chosen lockers close to one another because they're banding together. Right. You're getting less, so you're getting a much more cohesive sort of thing with all the kids now. And also they're all becoming quite scared, just generally, they're quite uneasy. So when they're all in locker rooms, they're now only in, in, in like one aisle together. Yeah, yeah, got you. Um, They've gotten changed and just packing up their belongings. When their cloaked, sort of hooded shape moves between the lockers, it grabs all of their attention. The faint buzzing sound starts again and increases to a faint scream. A couple of small children cover their ears to no effect. A figure appears before them, before them at the opposite end of the lockers, with their hood down. The children all face her and start to scream. The background noise raises to loud hellish screams, like in, like in the prologue. The hooded figure, who we now sort of see as female, maybe from the hair coming down from the cloak, Reach out to, to grab the first child and crushes their jaw, causing thick blood to cascade down their chest. Most of the children panic and go to escape, but find the other end of the lockers is blocked by crisscrossed interlocked hands coming seemingly from nowhere. It's like pale, blackened that's sort cool. of hands. Um, yeah, that's blocking. a nice visual. Yeah. A couple of braver kids go towards attacker, only to be flung aside. We pan back as the sound of breaking jaws and chaos comes from the changing rooms. Blood starts to, f- to run over tiles underneath the interlocked hands. It just spreads out. So we don't see too much of the sort of the, 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 the carnage in there. All it is underscored by howling screams which stop dead, leaving only the faintly sticky noise of pooling blood. Once again, the town is rocked by this tragedy. So they're all killed? All killed. All killed. Hell. Yeah. We're not messing around. It's Halloween, mate. You're not. We're not <laughs> yeah, messing we're around. Really with this. Not. We're fucking, we're going for we're the really not. I point. mean, uh, you know, none of the kids survived in my story last episode, no. but... I left that all unspoken. Yeah. It was only when uh, the listener yeah. finished the episode and thought back on the story that they, they realised that. Oh wait! Yeah, all those kids must have burned to death too. This is like kids are in peril. We're seeing, <laughs> we're seeing, we're seeing the kids in a bad situation. Yeah, you're not shying away. Nope. Nope. Uh, once again the town is rocked by tragedy the children's bodies are found soon after as the parents are waiting outside the school for them. Ooh, the police are immediately called. As they look over the horrors of the changing room, they discover a fingerprinted scrawl in the blood. It is of a woman with an upside-down face. That's the only clue that we have. <laughs> so, but, so or it, we, in order to, for us to realise that the face yeah. is upside-down, they'd have there to is, be a picture of like, the whole body. Yeah, yeah. So, like, so like maybe some kids sort of tried to put something in the blood uh-huh. to leave some kind of warning explanation of something as the carnage is ensuing and stuff. So we get this kind of clue. And that's all we get. Yeah. Um, ben hears about the upside down face woman as his mum is a cop and was on the scene. Right. So he doesn't tell. He, he, loose lips. Loose lips. Lucy. Shouldn't yeah. be talking about that shit at home, Lucy. I'm yeah. calling her Lucy. Yeah, she could be. She, she sounds like Works with loose lips. Yeah, it? yeah. That's good. I like that. Um, she tells her husband of what was found there, but the son overhears them. Maybe he's on the stairs, maybe mm. in like bedtime. He's struggling to sleep anyway. Um, this spread this spreads quickly throughout the school as it did the previous time. A um, lot of children are now hearing the faint noises, screaming or um, of scared or screaming voices, and begin to get increasingly hysterical. So the sort of kids are now really starting to panic. They're not sleeping much. They're becoming increasingly mentally strained. Yeah. What's going on? The school is immediately closed. 
there's a lot of ex-law enforcement present in the town. So the FBI have been called in. Right. You've got um, you've got like the, the county sort of sheriffs and stuff. It's now a bigger problem. They believe that some kind of satanic or pagan-based cult must be behind the murders. It's working towards something grander for Halloween. Because they can only really think in terms of... Yeah, who of kills a bunch of children? Exactly. It's, it's got to be some group. It can't yeah. be an individual. It can't be anything. Yeah. It's got to be something horrendous. And also, so close to Halloween, it's got to be something maybe satanic or pagan. In response to this, the town decides to round up all the pumpkins and anything Halloween-related, or there's as many, and they're all destroyed. Mainly as a futile gesture of defiance to the imagined cult attack in their town. There's a feeling of shame amongst a few families that still do those kind of Halloween traditions. So they're the first ones chucking it in the fire. They're like, fuck, oh my god. Yeah. This, 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 this is why you guys don't like it, for shit like this. Um, small acts of violence break out across the town as fear and paranoia begin to grip the townsfolk. The single bar and both churches are full of families seeking comfort every night. So people find comfort in their own ways, either they go to the bar as families as well, and just sort of seek solace in each other. So and yeah. also the churches are full. So it's a small town tragedy, so everyone's sort of, I mean, everyone's impacted in some fashion. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And basically you got just you got two choices. You've got your bar, you've got your church. Yeah. And they just fill them both out. Well, um, doesn't that just encapsulate <laughs> life? <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah, it's basically <laughs> life's choices. It really is. Yeah, yeah. To, to sort of drink or uh, pray, mate. Sort of totemic options. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. You, you, you're drinking or you're praying. Um, and he couldn't be anywhere they can for the few remaining nights running up to Halloween. However, the, the children are still suffering, and many of them are saying they have seen the upside down faced woman watching them throughout the day as the screams get louder. The more they complain about this, the more the town folks believe that the stress of the court attacks is affecting them. So they're beginning to, begin to like, um, see things that aren't now because of just the pure fear of the situation. Right. So the town decides to move all the town's children into the meeting hall for Halloween night, where they can be watched and protected. The town sheriff, Sean Pertwee, <laughs> puts most of the force to the task of watching the children, whereas the extra law enforcement is trying to hunt down a murderous court they're convinced are hiding somewhere close to the town. The teachers from the school are mostly moved to the town hall to help watch the couple hundred children of the town. Although the large adult presence seems barely necessary as all the children are actually increasingly distracted and subdued. We feel most of this through Alice as he tries to reach his close friends but struggles to do so because the now constant sound of distant screams rings in all areas. So they, so they, they feel hard, hard to even talk to each other. And the parents are only seeing that as, as further reinforcement of oh. the stresses that their kids are under. He withdraws to his cot and drifts to sleep as it's like loads of like cots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of, sort of like you would get under like an actual disaster. Yes, or, gotcha. Like, He's woken by talking close by. It is now Halloween night, so it has all happened on Halloween to be moved. Most of children and adults are in various stages of drowsy sleep. He looks up and sees Miss Ashlyn standing close to Ben. Ellis looks bleary-eyed at the two people until he realises that Miss Ashlyn is grasping Ben by the jaw and blood is running down her arm as she starts to sort of squeeze his jaw. He jumps back with a start to see Miss Ashlyn's face slowly turning upside down. Her mouth becoming a razor-toothed black moor, she does. Her skin pales and her frame stretches oddly as it kind of widens and slightly heightens. Not to massive effect, mm. but it's she definitely what I'd imagine to be like maybe sort of five three, five four, goes like maybe five ten, that kind of thing. Yeah, so she's sort of like just enlarged enough slightly. that it's uh, it's unnerving a, it's and, oh, and yeah, it's unnatural. Yeah, so sure. as her face twists like almost like on like a pivot, it changes. She collapses Ben's jaws. Alice screams. This caused everybody in the hall to jolt into alertness. The same blackened arms in the locker stretch themselves across the doorways and windows, trapping everybody in the centre of the town hall. Those outside try in vain to tear their natural limbs, but to no avail. Any injury to one of the arms causes another to crawl out of the wall. So you can kind of maybe black sort of... Yeah, like, yeah, so, yeah, you, can't, you try hacking through yeah, it. Yeah, they're shooting it, they're hacking it, the they're just gone. Yeah. yeah, and it just kind of just stretches out 
just yeah. sort of a natural. Oh, it's very, yeah, it's very cool. Um, thank you. Back inside the large hall, black cloaked figures step out of the shadows, all with the same grinning, grinning upside down faces. The screams begin to sound more like righteous laughter as they move between the camping beds to stalk the terrified, panicking children. Ellis cries out and runs at the former Miss Ashlyn, who turns and effortlessly throws the boy aside and grabs and crushes the face of another passing child. A few of the parents valiantly fight in the cloak monsters, but are shoved to sight. Although no real harm comes to them, so they're just more like dismissed right. as they're focused on getting the children. So yeah. they're just like pushed to one side. There's no kind of killing of the adults, especially. Ellis's mother grabs her child and, like many of the parents, takes refuge in one of the corners of the hall. Uh, many of the fathers, including Patrick, are trying their best to save as many of the children as they can. The upside-down face figures dispatch the last few stragglers and turn to the corner which now contains the surviving children with a ring of adults surrounding them. Miss Ashlyn steps forward, flanked by the, the other dozen or so cloaked figures, and hissing through her blacked mouth explains that they only want the town's offspring. Once they've collected all of them, they will depart. Ellis's mother, Alison, steps forward defiantly to tell them that they will not allow that to happen. One of the other adults also asks why they are doing this, like, why the hell are you wanting our kids? Which Ashley cruelly laughs and implies that nothing tastes better than a heart seasoned with innocence and youth. She and her kin have come to hunt and gorge themselves, as many do on Halloween night. Yeah, can't begrudge them that. I mean, everybody yeah. likes a night night off, don't they? I love it, the taste of innocence. Is, oh, mate. Oh. Mm, it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as the demons begin to advance it's clear now that they're demons who are becoming to basically harvest children right yeah uh, maybe there'll be like a sort of a, a key I don't want anything too full on like for, we're from hell that they are some kind of supernatural kind of entity yeah some like demonic thing as demons begin to advance the, Alison and the other parents charge to meet them use everything they can to beat at the howling demons bits of furniture car keys everything Miss Ashton and her brethren um, push and wail at them, but seem unable to fight back against the adults. They push and strike, but their strength seems sapped against the army of adults. Alison realises this and calls it out to everybody present that they, they are unable to fight the adults in any kind of way, the, the strength that they show towards the children. The demons realise that they've lost their advantage and begin to back slightly away from the attack Ooh. now. Miss Ashton screeches in frustration that this is unfair, as they're only there for the children, as they're not strong enough to fight against the adults. Some of the demons also appear to be slightly injured now, like small wounds, but like the adults have done some enough damage. Enough that you now. know that they can. Yeah, be exactly. Yeah, yeah. They, if, it, if it bleeds, we can kill. It. <laughs> yeah. Outside the hall, most of the police and FBI have now returned um, because obviously, because obviously, people have been calling and saying shit's happening down here. Yeah. You can hear chaos inside there. This yeah. is where it's happening, so they all rush back. But they're still being blocked by the hellish arms blocking their path. But as the fight turns within the hall, the barrier begins to weaken. The arms bleed profusely when wounded and no more arms grow from the wall. The, the armed law enforcement tumbles into the, into the hall after just digging and shooting and nice. taking, a, taking the arms out of the way. Now the town's adults and surviving children advance on the injured and visibly scared demons. The upside down faces now streaked with panic. With multiple guns pointed at them, they begin to melt back into the shadows. Miss Ashton begins to threaten that she will be back next year to devour their children until Ellis steps forward with both his parents holding a broken piece of bed frame. Then as a family, they drive this, um, this like, makeshift spear into Miss Ashton's face, sending arches of ink-black blood splattering against the wooden floor. Her body twitches violently like a wounded animal or an insect as she falls still and melts away into the shadows. Epilogue. It cuts to next year's Halloween. Many houses lay empty, including Abby's and the rest of those that lost children that night. So if the kids died, you just think, I'm moving. I'm going, yeah. Uh, but many have stayed, including Ellis and his family, so like the parents who rallied, and most of the kids did survive that ordeal. 
they they get him ready to go out and it's now Halloween night a year later. They're ready to go out and they're meeting friends outside. So there's a big group now of kids and everything else. The kids are now carrying pumpkin bags but are wearing no costumes. But they are carrying makeshift spears. They laugh and joke as they walk to the first house and ring the bell. An adult with a crudely done upside down face makeup answers the door and then shrinks back in sort of fake terror and yeah. comments on how scary they look. Then then hand the children handfuls of sweets and candy. That's the end. Well, all right. What do you think? It's yeah. a bit of a weird one. No, I mean, um, yeah, <laughs> I, I like it. I, I mean, it's uh, yeah, a lot of kids killed. There's a lot of kids killed. A lot of kids killed. Yeah. Um, I little bit of a caveat on this one because my last one was quite personal and I felt I had quite a. I was trying to do something a little bit more sort of introspective. Yeah. This one I've tried to just do spooky, full on ghost, not ghost, but full on horror, spooky, scary stuff. Yeah. I mean, I like I like it. I think obviously, you know, as as a movie, you'd have to flesh out a lot. There's a lot of, of the first there. two acts. So, yeah. the, so the third act's largely one presumes the village hall. Yeah, that it really is. Halloween one, one scene ends, is yeah. kind of act three. Yeah. So yeah, I think act one and two, you know, you you, you have to you have to flesh out a lot of scares in yeah. there. I think. I think you could have a lot more of the children, not just Ellis, but being stalked by the sort of cloaked figures yeah. in, in the daylight as well as everything else. So they're not actually being, they're, they're almost like they're being herded almost. So they're putting more stress on the children. So they this sort of, so the, the town reacts by putting the children in one yeah. place. So they're not actually killing anybody anymore. They're just kind of spooking and scared. Have you thought, and have you given any reason, if, even for yourself, as to why it was happening? What, 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 was there a cause? Why had it happened previous Halloween? Yes. I, the reason that I had the, so the basic background premise, which you would need to put in there, which I couldn't find a way of doing. Right, yeah. Is that Miss Ashlyn and her kin, a, a certain kind of maybe demon or something, who... Oh, so she wasn't possessed by one of them. No, she is she one, was of them. one She of them. has... Gotcha, one of right, I didn't pick that up. And yeah. her and her kind, her, her little subsect, as you will, are basically acting um, well outside of their jurisdiction. There. They are basically kind of going, how oh, can everyone's up there having fun on Halloween, mm. having a bit of a good time? Why don't we do that? Why don't we go out there and we, and we get our treats? Yeah, we're we going to take what we want. Yeah, and they're acting way above their purview. They're not, demons aren't meant to stalk the earth, not meant to kill kids and stuff. Right. But Miss Ashton's got a little bit big for boots, a little bit like, oh, let's go up there and we'll fucking, we'll have a it's feast, typical guys. Miss Ashley. <sighs> Uh, I mean, no, 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 that makes sense. That makes sense. You, uh, would, you would have to weave that in. I think you'd have to do that in a town hall scene. Because that's in time when the the monsters are given any kind of. I don't dialogue. know. I I think you'd want. Oh, it'd be kind of nice maybe to have um a thread of narrative in the first yeah. two acts where Miss Ashling is very much a figure of hope and help. Yes, there, and uh, yeah. so you bait and switch it. Yeah, um, I, I I've got a very clear visual in mind. So she almost, it obviously isn't the main protagonist, but yeah. she almost is one of the. Yeah. And so you, the audience, are really, yeah. really, really on yeah. her side. And she's the only, she's the only adult who seems to understand. Who, when the kids listen, tell her about the stresses they're under, is kind of doesn't dismiss it as hysteria. It'd be yeah, kind of cool course. if there was a reason that it was this town. Yeah, I see. So, I struggled like, with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, that. Well, that's fine. That's fine. No, it's you know. Yeah, guys. That's up for well, maybe J Dubs can think yeah. of a reason. So, like thinking of. Would there be a secondary narrative? And if so, would that be around, just a little bit around why it happens to be that town? Yeah. Some, something 
changes, something happens, uh, you know. I which... think you'd definitely have to maybe put the, the authority of the town into it somehow. Like the mayor, yeah. and the extra police force, and the, the, the people who are heading the case, maybe they could do give something. They would be in a prime position to give something like yeah, that. Yeah, maybe it's something to do with the girl that gets killed in the opening scene. Yeah, yeah possibly, yeah. And that's why she is essentially... Because all the others are killed in number, right? Yeah. And she's the only one that's sort of singled out. You could have her dabbing it in the occult in some way. <laughs> yeah, you could. And maybe perhaps accidentally, because if, you, if you're yeah. saying she's sort of 13, 14... Yeah, you'd have to raise it to 16. It, it would have to be, but that's quite a nice idea. Yeah. It's, it's basically about a small town learning the lesson of Halloween. Which is, to <laughs> which is what? Which is, to, which is a kind of like a defiance of the things that scare us. A defiance of right. death, a defiance of monsters. It's, it's a kind of... But that's... It, is that, that wasn't traditionally... Because no. All Hallows' Eve... Oh, that's just a load of shit. Well, I mean, you know... <laughs> Some people... I mean, I mean, I mean not, I don't mean to sound so dismissive and clear about it. I mean, yeah, I do think a lot of the sort of... The, the pagan origins for Halloween is as full of... As much misinformation and misinterpretation as we have for Christmas. Yeah. I don't think really any specific view of Halloween holds up to much scrutiny in any way. Yeah, quite. So I would say I'm taking very much like a, a modern interpretation of Halloween. And essentially, I think that this, this town has learnt the modern joy of Halloween, which is the kids can have a fun time yeah. with just things that would normally scare the shit out. No, it's out. good. I mean, I like, I like the fact that, you know, um, Ellis survives. Yeah. And what I make the assumption that perhaps the his parents or some parents in the town are also fairly main characters that yeah. do survive too. Yeah, you could definitely flesh out a lot more of them. I mean, but you do kill a lot of kids. Like, didn't you say like 15, 16 were in that yeah. change room? That's a lot, that man. That's a high kid, kid kill count. Even if you don't have kids, yeah. you you find that well, uh, Yeah, this is the thing I said difficult. before about horror being a way of exercising anxiety. But, I mean, with this, well, you've got it, the kids literally being robbed of their voices and then their innocent hearts being devoured. Yeah, I think, that, I think as well, I think there's a, that's another good thing you'd, need to, you'd want to make more of, is, yeah. is the idea that, you know, if something is genuinely happening to them, but people aren't really listening yes. to them. Um, yeah. And I think there's a lot of terror in that yeah. idea. I think you could, you could lower the amount of children killed in the locker room to maybe five. <laughs> <laughs> if we're talking numbers you can make them no, you know, 16, I'm not arguing, 17 I'm not arguing for that I actually think do, do it the way you had it um, yeah. I'm not I just I just um, I did have that I concern. just wanted to feel self-righteous that my <laughs> yeah. kid kill count is is significantly lower yeah I have killed a lot I more I did kids. do a quick so because of the conversation I was having I did do a quick tally uh, so I've done five stories yeah. and um, or five film pictures yeah. if you like and two of them have kids in peril I think I've got my first story was kids being fed to monsters. That's true. Triceratops was kids being made into monsters. True again. I think I took a break on it. I think I very consciously took a break on it. Yeah. And in this one, I thought, fuck it. Here's a father with something to say. Yeah, I do get frustrated that that we, we blame a lot of kids for the fact that our society has got a lot to learn still. And we are getting better, as you say. We're, we're not. They don't. We don't in this country send them down pit. But you know, not anymore. No. Um, but we, you know, we we, out, we outsource the work. Um, yeah, we get other people's kids to do it. Yeah. Uh, had you thought about uh, any titles? I genuinely haven't. Oh, I tried God, really we've hard. We've had this before. <laughs> oh, yeah, we have. I mean, I mean, you could call it Halloween. But I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I think that might be taken. What about Halloween too? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could go out of it too.
So you, so they're just demons. So the problem is we don't have a fixed location. We're somewhere in the Midwest of, Amer- of North America. So let's say let's say Colorado. Just put a, Ooh, let's just put a, a pin in snowy. Yeah. <laughs> Colorado. So we're 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 a Rockies state. We got yeah. we got the Rocky Mountains. All right. Yeah. Um, Lovely part of the world. I have ne- I would love to go. I've never been. And, I've I, seen and I hear it's only got better in the last few years. How's it? Um, yeah. Also, plus the uh, well, certain legislative changes have of taken course. place there, which have led the way for other places yeah. around the US and maybe like internationally. Yeah. I mean, I won't go into the who wants to hear about law, yeah. laws and and yeah. legislation. No one, no one. So there's no need to be specific about but, what exactly changed a few years ago. I think it does demonstrate the power of your lobbying influence. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't shut up about it. So well, yeah, shout out to them. <laughs> hey. Coloradians? What do you call it? Colorado? Coloradians? Yeah, yeah Coloradian. Colorodio? Colorodio. <laughs> it's got to be a Coloradian, truly. Yeah, it's got to be Coloradian. Coloradian? Radian, yeah. Radian? I guess it it's... sounds vaguely Star Trekian. I don't know why. <laughs> a Floridian? That's, that's yeah. the full moment we're talking about. Floridian's good. Always sounds like fluoride to yeah. me when I hear someone say Floridian. 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 So is that water Floridian? Yeah, it's got fluoride in it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. That's how it sounds to me. Yeah, yeah. No disrespect, obviously. <laughs> um, what was the state we were starting? Oh, Coloradian. It yeah, just doesn't sound right. Yeah. Doesn't sound to my ears. Sounds... Someone from Colorado. Coloradians, tweet us, write yeah, in. Yeah, shout out. Shout, shout out. Just say it out loud. Yeah. Hopefully we'll <laughs> yeah. hear. Um, Scream in fury at the... No, no, names. Okay, names. Uh, Um, So, demon... I mean, the demon ween. (laughs) Demon ween. (laughs) I mean, I think that really limits where you can can really place Yeah, dead kids. But dead... (laughs) dead, D-E-D. Just so it's not too obvious. But people will think it's going to be like one of those... And kids has got a Z instead of an S. Yeah. (laughs) Dead kids. Like the brats. Yeah. It's called the brats. Your broken jaws. Yeah, was, the jaws line was where I was heading yeah. as well. Trick or treat? That's not yours, is it? Trick our treat. <laughs> Trick or treat is a very famous Halloween movie. Oh, oh, I was just being silly. Oh, you. <laughs> it's just classic banter. Yo, you. This is classic um, libtard banter I'm doing. School ground kid massacre. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> you really put it all on the table. <laughs> Look. Kids are going to get massacred. It's a cool school gang kid massacre. I mean, I don't know, man. Killing kids in the US at the moment is not the hottest Oh, God, thing. yeah. Shit, I didn't think about that. <laughs> Fuck. But hey. Oh, shit. None of them are getting shot. This film's unusable. <laughs> this film, honest to God, if I made that connection, I wouldn't have written this. Fuck, yeah. You it made... doesn't really matter that you said it in the US, though, does it? It could be said no, anywhere. No, yeah, change really. it. Fuck, change it. <laughs> All right. I'm generally a bit embarrassed and ashamed of that. So uh, we're saying it's an English horror now. Yeah. Is it English or, or you want to yeah, say, say, say it in Ireland? In Ireland, why not? They've had dead kids for a while. No, but you know, they might have something, because um, it's the old land, ancient, you know, so they might, yeah. might have something that you could trigger the old, an old Irish thing that triggers the demons to come out. Yeah, yeah. In the way. I don't know. I don't know. Let's set it in mainland Europe. Limerick. (laughs) Child Bane. The town that learned to love Halloween. (laughs) 
So you could always come up with you. You could do the thing of just coming up with the name, just make up a name of a place, yeah. and be and be like, uh, you know, I feel like maybe like like the haunting uh, of, you know, Bamble like, Bridge, yeah, Oakland or something. <laughs> Oakland is a place <laughs> in uh, just outside San Francisco. That's where it's set, mate. <laughs> 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 I, mean, I thought you said you weren't going to. Thought you oh, yeah. didn't want to set it in the US. Oh god, I I feel genuinely horrible about that. Massive faux pas. I feel horrible about that. Because um, yeah, you couldn't do it. You have to change the whole thing. Yeah. Fuck. Oh, I feel awful. I genuinely feel a bit. Problems terrible. in Preston. <laughs> See, the thing is, by <laughs> by, by just going generic demon, you've robbed us of. A bit of detail that may have given us a yeah. title. No, I agree. Um, <clears throat> I fudged it. Fudged it. I did yeah, look I up. Nothing. I did look up upside down faces and stuff, but there's no existing thing of that. I've just come up with it because I'm that clever. You could call it Ellis Island. <laughs> Ellis, you could just call it Ellis Survives. <laughs> oh, that kind of. I don't know if that yeah. would take a lot of the punch out of the yeah. um, plot. Ben dies most of the way through. <laughs> Stuff happens. Yeah. Stuff happens on Halloween. Yeah. Um, Halloween hijinks. Oh God. I don't, I don't think you want to. I don't think you want to advertise your, your, the whole dead kid aspect. Well, the pro- no, but that's Leave that as that's, a, that's, nice. a, that's the body of what we've got to work with. That's that's. I think that's why we're both we're both sort of gravitating towards that. <laughs> kind of saying that's all the movie is. No, well, no. In terms of specifics, like because yeah. again, you know, if you don't have a place name, yeah necessarily or a place so we can't so we don't have that the, the demons is that that's something you could call it like the education of ellis whatever his name is oh, i like that the education of ellis is good the education of ellis i think is it yeah yeah that's, yeah yeah it's alliterative it's it's it i like it yeah yeah education, education of ellis. Ellis. that i laugh in that's that's the name of the episode mate yeah. smashed it I mean, it's, it's either that or Irish Dead Kid Massacre. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know. It doesn't have to be in Ireland. I was just trying to find a hook to uh, help me get to a title, help me ground it somewhere. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, okay. The Education of Ellis. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you've got a better idea, folks, you can tweet us at LMAHMPod on Twitter, LamanPod. And what the listeners will probably not realise by when they hear this, we've had about 20 minutes working on that. <laughs> So if you've got, <laughs> yeah, you got we'll something better, keep it to yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we worked um, on putting that one out. Uh, you can email us at let's make a horror movie at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram under the same moniker. And as I say, we're we're on Twitter. We kind of, I mean, John does well. I kind of make a big old fucking picture of it. I've been a bit quiet it. as of late, to be fair. You, you've been a quiet chap. But yeah. nonetheless, we are, we are knocking about on there. Yeah, and, yeah come soon. Um, have you got any plans for Halloween? Me? Yes. <laughs> the discussion. Shocking <laughs> your voice tells me all I need Yeah, to. I'll tell you what, I'm, I, I will tell you legitimately what I'm going yeah. to do on Halloween. Almost certainly. Right? <laughs> going to turn off the lights Quite in, in the house that yeah. face the street. So like, that's the living room and the flick of a hallway light. And, yeah, yeah. And then I'll either migrate back down here to the cabin in the woods. Yep. Yeah. Or I will migrate up to a bedroom at the back of the house right. and ignore everything. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, yeah. Because nice. I don't have kids. Of course. And, you know, it's it's I just it's a whole thing. I just feel like I can't... I kind of want to get into it. Yeah. 
but it's I don't know because I just I don't because I don't have kids of my own. Almost seems a bit weird if I if I sort of if you go all out if I if I sort of really got into it yeah so I mean what I do do is I put like a bowl of chocolates and treats and stuff on the front doorstep nice so if someone if they do approach yeah and and they ring the bell they don't get an answer stuff they'll say because all they probably won't yeah like like, to be honest I've been here a good few years now (laughs) and um, a few initially very early on got a couple of doorbell rings yeah. But yeah, just start putting the bowl out, and then yeah. last year I don't think I got any. I don't think anyone rang the bell. To be fair, you are known as Spooky Dave. Well, I don't get home till like, you know, seven thirty yeah. at night. I, I have seen kids dead and dead to come near the house. <laughs> and if they come near, they're dead. Yeah, yeah. Obviously. I mean, also I think it's worth saying that you do put a bowl out of sweets, but you do piss on them as you put them out. Well, and yeah, I mean they're all being pissed. <laughs> they're all well, Half of them being up my arse. <laughs> 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 the, the game is which half <laughs> so, that's the drill trick or treat part isn't it but no you know I, I don't know I know I'm not a misanthrope about this like I, I kind of want to get involved but the virtue of the fact that I haven't managed to yeah. generate a family out of my life but I sort of decided to just step back from this one of course that makes sense yeah and also I just uh, meant like are you going to watch any movies or anything well no probably not well yeah I will probably watch a movie but not a horror movie because <gasps> I, I don't know if we've said this on the podcast before but you know this very well yeah like I don't watch horror movies on my own yeah. as a rule unless I've already seen them because it's my thrill ride right? yeah I want a horror movie to scare me it's gay business but if I'm in my house alone at night and it's dark I don't necessarily want to get myself fucking shit scared yeah. and then have to go around the house turning out all the lights. <laughs> you know, I just... So I save them for when you yeah. and I do horror movie nights. Of course. That's, you know, and then, and then uh, it's it's a bit of a different atmosphere. And then, of course, on the other end, uh, Event Horizon. Yes. This, the, um, the man is, he cried his eyes inside out. And <laughs> guess who else was in that film? Lawrence Fishburne. One of my personal favourites. But who else relevant to this podcast? Oh, fucking it's a Pertwee. It's a Pertwee Sean movie. Pertwee. Oh, I've blinded by my, my genuine love of Lawrence Fishburne. Um, and I overlooked Pertwee. Both of whom have got sort of verb-based surnames. <laughs> a Pertwee. I'm going to have a Pertwee. Uh, I'm going to burn a fish. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> no coincidence, is it? No, it's not. I mean, it's I'm just... Neil... <laughs> it's suspicious kneel it? down have a pertwee and burn that fish <laughs> it's an Illuminati thing it's all, it's all all connected yeah you can read about it on the boys on bond blog yeah we're going to some weird places <laughs> no um, yeah no stone left unturned yeah, yeah. Um, unless as we said at the beginning it's got a bit bird shit on it yeah in which case we'll walk away something wet <laughs> something wet and squidgy that you can't see yeah yeah and instantly it's like a pertwee or burnt fish if you've got any other additions to the doing things, yeah. the verbinated surname, <laughs> that's not a, a proper term. Yeah, yeah. But he's obviously understood by Lamami. Of course. Verbi- yeah. Verbinated. Yeah. Who's oh, got yeah. a verbinated surname <laughs> other than Pertwee, Fishburne, <laughs> Neil, Tom Cruise? Yeah, I mean, okay. I don't, I mean, we don't want to be hearing the Jamie Irons. <laughs> I forgot about that's Jamie done. Irons. We've all heard that. We've all had the requisite amount yeah, of chuckles. Yeah, yeah. Tom Waits, we'll get that one out yeah, of the way. Yeah, we've, we've done those guys. Yeah. Yeah, just try something a little bit fresh. Yeah. Tweet us those. 
<laughs> Tweet is those, but not those ones. Ray Dubs, like, this has your name all over it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just Raymond speaking to Judge Day. Yeah. I feel at this point, it, you know, we'd also accept suggested verbinated yeah. surnames. People whose names are wrong and should be. <laughs> fish quiet. What? Well, quiet's a fish. The same, like. And who would that be? Would make, you know, Bob Fish quiet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fish burn, you're all like, oh yeah, no raised eyebrows there. As soon as someone says fish quiet, you're like, what? <laughs> what? The fuck did you just say? What the fuck is that noise coming out of your mouth? Well, I mean, to be fair, fish burn, you didn't come up with. No, I know. <laughs> he was but... a per- he is a person. Fish quiet is from your own diseased imagination. Yeah, but Bob Fish Quiet could easily be as famous as Lawrence Fishburne. Could easily be. But even share the fish part of their name. I fit in the fact. And you, but it, you can't make that jump. That's what I'm. <laughs> that's what I'm struggling with. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, I'm limited in this. I'm afraid. <laughs> um, I'm going trick or treating. Oh, <laughs> yeah. sorry. What are you doing, Valerie John? <laughs> uh, trick or treating, pizza takeaway, watching The Shining. Oh, The Shining. Yeah, nice. yeah, I think pretty much every year we watch it. Well, you got it. Also, Doctor Sleep starts soon, so. I don't want to get rambly. We should probably draw it to a... Yeah, so a have a nice Halloween night, everyone. Oh, yeah. Have uh, I call in on John's house, get yeah, involved yeah. in his pizza. Yeah, yeah. And what, did you say you're going to watch a film? Shining. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like up to the minute of promises. <laughs> I'm um, not well. I'm not and well. enjoy your own day's pissy sweets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have an happy Halloween, everyone. <laughs>